0: In my podcast, I will bring you interviews with not only these people, but also prominent local people who have helped shape the Hamptons. My guest today on Dan's Talks is Jane Rothschild from Palm Beach right now, and also in East Hampton and in Manhattan. And uh, she is well known on the, I guess you might call it the charity circuit, she's uh, with her husband, Bill Boggs. They go to a lot of events. And we're going to talk about um, how you got to do what you got to do. And uh, let me ask you about where you came from. Where, where were you born and raised? And what was that like? Well, um, first of all,
1: I'm very open. So I was born in 1947 in Manhattan. Uh, and then as soon as I was released from the hospital, Got carried over to to Brooklyn for three years. lived with my parents and my grandparents in Brooklyn, in the Flatbush area, and then we moved to Great Neck. So my I I grew up schooling in in Great Neck on Long Island. Do
0: You go to Great Neck South or North?
1: Oh, South. You know your Great Neck. <laughs> I'm a Great Neck South 1965 class of 65 graduate.
0: Did you have any ideas about what you might do when you? Uh grew up when you were a child
1: this is this is going to be very revealing and embar- embarrassing when i was really tiny like maybe four or five and don't ask me how i i said this well people would say if when you're a kid what do you want to be when you grow up i honestly said a stripper i don't know how i came up with that but i did but that that didn't last too long so my parents were constantly embarrassed so basically, um, I really didn't know. I always loved traveling and I always loved languages. And I somehow, I think in the high school yearbook said I would get involved with international relations. I met lots of international people, but I, it, didn't, it didn't lead to a career. And back then, honestly, Dan, um, you know, girls were given the choice basically of being a teacher, a nurse, or the other one, a teacher, a nurse, or a secretary. I mean, that was kind of it. A homemaker. A homemaker. And I thought I would get married to the nice Jewish working great neck and, and that would be it. But somehow I, um, I met, well, I, what I did, I went to University of Maryland for the first two years and my major then was journalism. I then decided to spend a junior year abroad and went to Austria. And that opened my eyes to a, a, the whole world. It was so, so different. And I came back. And I went to NYU for my last year. I went to the guidance counselor and said, these are the courses I've taken. Pick a major for me, so I'll graduate on time. And the guidance counselor said, sociology. I said, Fine, I'll be a sociologist. So that was my degree. I still didn't know what I was going to do. And my dad was a dentist and my dentist, naturally. So in my last year of college, I was sitting in the chair getting my teeth cleaned. And my father said, Jane, I finally give up on you deciding what you're gonna be. And I've been thinking, and I think it might be fun to work for a celebrity. And who would have thought of that? I mean, it came as like out of the blue. And so when I graduated, his words were ringing in my ear. And I said, if I work for a celebrity, who would that be? And of course it was Johnny Carson. And I've never been shy. I've always had chutzpah and ingenuity and whatever else it takes. And I paraded myself up to the sixth floor of 30 Rockefeller Center one day, wended my way into the office, said to the receptionist, I'd like to work here. And she looked at me and said, well, do you have a resume? And I said, no, I've just graduated. that yellow pad on your desk? Please give it to me, give me that pen. And I sat there on the sofa (laughs) and literally wrote down all my summer jobs through high school and college, handed it in. And I called the next day and and said, um, I left resume yesterday, who did you give it to? And she said, Barbara Meltzer. And I said, could you please connect me to Barbara? And she did. And 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 Barbara said, well, we don't have any jobs now. And I wound up calling Barbara every day for three weeks. And she finally said, I'm sick of your calls. Come in on Monday, you have a job. And that's my first job out of college was working for Johnny Carson as his corresponding secretary.
0: How did how, did, uh, how did that go? What were the sorts of things that you did for him? I answered all the mail, which was
1: voluminous. You, you can only imagine. Yeah. It also happened to me. I started in November, which was Tiny Tim was getting married in about a month's time. And we had to turn over a whole office within the office to the gifts that came in for Tiny Tim. But Charney would get... Um, Everything from love letters, uh, you know, to jokes. You know, Please use my joke. The audition tapes. My father is, you know, dying in the hospital. As he would love you to come visit him. You know, the the gamut of sad to, you know, whatever. And I'm and photographs. Of course, I was able to forge Johnny's signature perfectly. So all those photographs that went out during my tenure were me signing for Johnny. <laughs> Things like
0: that. How many? How much? How many letters a day would he get that you had to go way through? Four hundred. I mean, hundreds, hundreds, what? thousands every week,
1: and 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 also gifts. And, and I got to keep all the gifts that were sent to Johnny. He didn't want anything to do with them. No one did. So I have like an autographed copy of the book Grapefruit, you know, the John Lennon Yoko Ono book. Johnny had done a sketch um, where he took his shirt off, and someone thought he didn't have enough chest hair, so they sent in a rug for his chest. I of that. Funny things. Sure. <laughs> a lot of
0: food. How long did you work there?
1: Only a year. It was it, it was a job that wasn't going to go anywhere, and I, I decided I wanted to be behind the scenes, a production assistant. So I had met a man, a very nice man named um, Joe Kniff at NBC, who took me aside and and told me, back then there were Yellow Pages. And I got the Yellow Pages and looked up television producers. And there were pages of it in New York City. And I went through literally, Everyone I and I had a, a pad where I would write down. Okay, call. You know, it was like I know Joe Cates. He eventually hired me, but I went to all the production companies. What they said, no call back in a week, and I would just really I was very uh, diligent about following through. And of the of the hundreds that I called and went to see, Joe Cates um, hired me to be a production assistant on. The specials that he did that year. So it was one year of the, the first one was the Thanksgiving Day Parade on NBC. I and see. then it was the Harlem Globetrotters and the Junior Miss Pageant and the Ringling Brothers Circus special. Those are some examples. So I learned to be a PA behind the scenes and I loved it. Didn't pay well, mind you, but it yeah. was fun. So my dad was right. He gave me good advice when he said, go work for a celebrity.
0: Where did you live in Manhattan during that time?
1: Then, uh, then I was living on at two fifty-eight West Seventy-first Street, my first New York City apartment, a little tiny studio, and the rent was I think one fifteen a month, yeah. and I made, by the way, a dollar twenty-five an hour, so fifty dollars <laughs> gross per week, take home forty-two sixty, and I lived on it, which is really quite unbelievable that we were able to live back then on that kind of money. And you
0: could, you could sort of almost do that.
1: Well, I, had a, I did take a weekend job, so I could afford to go to the movies occasionally. So I, I would sit in an office and rent apartments on weekends, and I got my real estate license, too. So I, you always had a couple of things going at once, knowing me, that's
0: how I am. You told me before we uh, got on, on this podcast that uh, you wanted to talk about how you, you did it all yourself. You didn't rely on a husband or a man to provide. When did you decide that? I didn't decide it, it happened to me. I just, <laughs> yeah. it just, it was, it,
1: the facts were that I did not get married. I dated a lot. I mean, I'm no saint or angel. I had a lot of fun. I dated a lot of people. And my life was such a, that the, the right witness never came along. So it's like a dating and, and working because I love to shop, I love to travel, love to go to theater. I'm, I'm a spender. So I had to support myself. So basically working in TV, the next job I got was working at Bob Stewart Productions and game shows. So I went in there as a PA. The first game show was called Three on a Match. And then Bob developed, he was with Goodson Todman and he developed What's My Line and To Tell the Truth. And he developed a game show called, back then it was the $10,000 Pyramid. It went up to twenty thousand. Oh, yeah. Today it's a hundred thousand dollars. It's like, enough, but it was still twenty thousand.
0: That was like that joke about the guy who invented Six Up, the drink.
1: I don't know that
0: one. Well, he quit. He just couldn't make a go of it, and somebody else did Seven Up.
1: <laughs> well, that's funny. That's funny. Well, basically back then, truthfully, I um. Well, I had moved to another apartment, but that was equally inexpensive. So they were rent-stabilized, which you know New Yorkers know is a gift. So I had a rent-stabilized apartment, so it didn't take a lot to, you know, to pay the rent. And I was making it. And then with Bob Stewart, every summer we had a three-month paid vacation. So the junior year abroad had got me um, just mesmerized and enchanted with Europe. And every summer from 1971, I stayed with Bob from 71 till 80. I would take three months and go to Europe typically.
0: On, on $5 a day almost.
1: It, that's exactly what it was. It was <laughs> of course, five Europe on $5. And I was able to do it.
0: Yeah, I remember it too.
1: Yeah. So, uh, my, my what I wanted to say was it just. I did it. And a lot of people, when I mentioned that I've been single my whole life, and I have been, and I went into real estate brokerage and then I formed a company, a hotel supply business. I've done, I've been able to grab, I've been, if a thought came to me or I saw an opportunity, I'm able to make it work. I'm I'm tenacious and resourceful that I'm able to do it when I want something, like with Barbara Meltzer, I, I go after it and I make it happen. So I would spend my money, truthfully, on shopping and on traveling. I wasn't wasn't good at saving, but I managed to pay all the bills always on time. My my credit rating is sky high because I'm very good at paying bills. And it's just a matter of knowing yourself. And I knew myself and knew what what I got pleasure from and and made it happen. I think my first traveling might have been going to Club Med, which was easy. You can go alone. They either give you a roommate or you pay extra for a single room and right. you make friends. Sure. So and then it just, I have so many European travel stories where I say, just go. Take, I take walking tours. Whenever I go somewhere, I, I'll I'll take tours. And then you meet people. You never know. People will say, let's go have a coffee afterward, or we wanna have dinner tonight. And staying in small hotels like Bed and Breakfast, where you all have breakfast together in the morning. You meet people. So it's a matter of being friendly, being open, and, and rolling with the punches. And you have to have confidence and a good gut, your, your instincts, and follow your instincts. If something doesn't seem right, walk away. You know,
0: you have uh, what was what was the most interesting place that you've traveled to over the years?
1: Well, there are so many. Well, during the junior year abroad, I I was just tw- I was 20 years old. And that was in a little town called Bregenz, Austria. And while while there, first of all, every weekend I would get on a train and I'd go to Stuttgart, I'd go to Bologna, I'd go to Munich. But intercession, the, the spring break or whatever we called it, between the semesters, I looked at, I love maps, I love globes, and uh, I looked at a map and, and I look, always read newspapers wherever I am, or read the papers and I'll see like they're, you know. Why for 99 dollars too, and there was one of those to Tunisia, so being twenty, I took the train to Zurich. I went down to Tunisia for, for intercession. That was extremely interesting. When a 20 year old Suddenly I'm on the camels in the desert. the thing is like that. It, and I, I, I can laugh at myself very easily. <laughs> I can't believe I'm here. And I literally, literally, I remember this now. I literally, and I remember the pants I was wearing. They were linen. They were beige with black pattern. I flipped my leg over the camel's back, the hump, and my pants split right up the back. I was <laughs> on the camel with my undies. Thank God I had undies on, hanging out the whole time. <laughs> it was just, there was so,
0: I have so many stories. I'm us, us up to date about what you, what, how you spend your time now.
1: Oh, my. Well, well, I live with Bill Boggs. We've been together for 11 and a half years now. And this is the longest relationship of my life. And we, all, we met when I was 20, 63. I was 63, so I'd had a long life before him. And now Bill's in my life, and we, we have a lot of fun together. And then we do also do things separately. Um, I go to a lot of political events. Um, I'm politically oriented. I won't go into it more than that. Down here in, in Palm Beach, I belong to the, the Chamber Music Society of Palm Beach. Yesterday, I went to, there's a woman here named Dale Kudare who has the Kudare Institute. And yesterday, she had a chamber music event in her lovely garden. I went there with my new friend that I met down here, Fran Weisler, the Broadway producer. Uh, we go to Kravis Center, hear concerts with her. We saw Paul Anka a few weeks ago. Uh, mm-hmm. museums, go to the Norton, the Boca Museum. Oh, we just saw Christine Andreas in Edith um, Piaf. Piaf, no regrets. That was two nights ago at Kravis. Unbelievable. She's touring the country. So if she comes through your town, you go. It's t- remarkable. The days just passed. I have lunch with so many friends every day. I have so many high school friends here and then new friends. That the ladies who lunch, right? become a lady who lunches. <laughs> it's hard to believe, you know. Life has just evolved, and it's all good. It's all yes.
0: good. And you then you spend the summers uh, in East Hampton.
1: Indeed, we do. Indeed, we do. So we have a wonderful home that we bought in two thousand thirteen in Springs that we just adore. So we then we get get into the East Hampton scene. You know, Guild Hall. Going to the parish museum, uh, enjoying the restaurants and the life there, you know, in East Hampton. It's
0: how long have you been uh, coming out to the Hamptons?
1: Back to my childhood, I was, again, fortunate. My, we had an airplane, a single engine plane. I grew up, my dad learned how to fly when he graduated. When he, I think when he left the army, maybe in the army, he learned how to fly. And he loved flying. So every weekend we would fly somewhere. And East Hampton and West Hampton were very often and in the Block Island and uh, Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket. Sure. Those places very often. So I've been going out to East Hampton since I was maybe you know, 10 or very young. It was always always had a special place in my heart, pulling in you know, London, the ponds in front of you with the swans and then the windmill. It's always, it's been in my blood. And then Bill and I went, went out for a weekend in 2013 for a wedding, actually. And Bill said, wouldn't it be nice to have a place here? And I said, yes, it would. And lo and behold, we made it happen. We did it very quickly. We're quick decision makers. We just went for it. And the timing was right. because prices were in the sky high then.
0: Sure. What do you like to do out in the Hamptons besides the cultural events? Go to the beach.
1: Just really strolling. I'm 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 not the
0: athletic type. I,
1: I keep saying I want to get back into tennis. I want to get back into tennis. I just don't do it. But I hopefully this summer I, um, I will. We so just stroll around, go wandering, dining, go to uh, to Wolfers winery, for a tasting and some music. Sure. Yeah, Bill has a 1968 Mercury convertible. Oh wow it's gigantic like a tank, Sherman tank. So we put the top down and we just go, we'll go along Three Mile Harbor, stop mm-hmm. in one of the restaurants on the water. We, 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 we're laid back. We're more laid back there than we are here. Here we're, we're running, it seems more so. There we we slow down. I'm happy to scroll around East Hampton. I missed the scoop last summer, but that's gone, the ice cream, parlor things like that. Oh,
0: yeah,.
1: Oh, I got a sofo um, sofa the the nature, you know, the nature walks that they have, yes, watching. I love birds. I have my backyards full of bird feeders that that keeps me mesmerized for hours.
0: Sure. Do you have one down in Palm Beach as well?
1: We don't because we live in an apartment building here and they're not allowed.
0: So you could. I,
1: have to, I just occasionally we'll have like a blue heron walking all around the pool or two ducks will be floating around. A few, we see ibis everywhere and egrets, and, and there are you know nature preserves here where I go to look at the birds, but you can't have a bird feeder to my, to, you know. To do have name. any
0: plans to do any more traveling?
1: Funny you should ask, Dan. Well, you know, we were supposed to leave April 18th for um, Berlin, and then a long trip down to Vienna and, and out of Zurich, but because of this awful situation in Ukraine, We've, we've canceled that. Um, we, do, we do have plans though now in, in the end of August, a friend has rented a villa in Tuscany with five bedrooms and she's been kind enough to offer one of the bedrooms to us uh, from the yeah. to, to the 10th. So we're hoping that things are calm enough over in Europe at that point that we can go there and enjoy that. And then afterwards, maybe go to Vienna for a couple of weeks. Yeah,
0: I yeah. It's, uh, Europe is just amazing. Uh, I, I I probably had the same sort of travels as you when when I was when I was that age, and um, it was just just a lot of fun. I want to thank you for being on the on the show. I'm talking to Jane Rothschild, and uh, I'm glad you came. Thanks. I'm
1: thrilled that you invited me. I'm thrilled you invited me. Thanks for letting me share some of my life. And I hope it's an inspiration to other people and women in particular to go after it, do, do it, just go for it. Okay. Have, have faith in yourself and, and go have fun, be friendly. I just briefly. I went to a talk the other day where Gloria Steinem was honored at the Planned Parenthood luncheon down here. And Gloria Steinem said every day, Whoever you run into, talk to them. If you're in the elevator, don't just stand there and be quiet. Talk to that person. You never know what you're going to learn. And it's fun meeting new people. And I feel the same way. Chat people up. Don't be shy. Smile. And you never know what you're going to learn.
0: Thank you very much.
1: My pleasure. My pleasure, Dan. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.